1: to this special edition of Warcraft reloaded podcast today Mel and I are joined by an extremely special guest in brian Brian Birmingham how are you doing
0: I'm doing great thanks for having me
1: thank you for oh, thank coming you. this is awesome <laughs> this is kind of a bit of a dream come true so I'm a little nervous I'll try to get through it but uh for any of our audience that might not know who you are, could you quickly tell them what you do at blizzard
0: sure uh, i've been a blizzard about 16 years uh, i'm a software engineer and right now i have the the great pleasure of being the lead software engineer on the wow classic team i'm one of two leads on that team
1: awesome awesome yeah it's a it's a pretty hefty job too Yeah, you got a lot of work cut out for you guys you guys have been 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 busy it's been great but a lot of yeah. really cool stuff to the game changes and for the most part i am on board with uh, like lots of it um
0: Awesome. Glad to hear it.
1: Uh, okay. So uh, in an interview with Josh Corbett a while back, you talked about wanting to make the pre-patch longer. Um, are you guys happy with the, de- the decision to, to make the pre-patch a month?
0: I think so. That's pretty much what I think was kind of like a sweet spot where it doesn't feel like it overstays its welcome, but you have enough time to kind of like do the things you want to do and kind of catch up. And we were also looking as we were looking at the schedule, we are like, when do we fit in the zombie invasion without it like completely <laughs> dominating the whole three patch period? Like it doesn't have to last a long time, but, you know, it's pretty disruptive and also pretty memorable. So we wanted to make sure we had a chance to do it. And also that people would still have a chance to level without it interrupting their leveling process. So overall, I'm pretty happy with where we landed, where it's, you know, enough time for you to get in, get your friends, sort out what you wanted to do, where you want to play and, uh, and level up a bit, a bit uh, especially if you wanted to do that uh, like level up naturally rather than pay for the boost to 70. Like if you want to catch up to your friends naturally, we wanted to make sure you had time and felt like you could do that.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's been so much fun that just, just yesterday, my chat was like, are you ready for wrath? I was like, I still got time. Oh, it's in a week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Cause I've just been having so much fun. I just haven't even I haven't even itched for it to actually start yet because I've just been right. having a blast. So it's great. I, a
0: lot of people have been saying that they actually have been a, having a really good time during this period. But yeah, September 26th, that's the day. So worldwide. <laughs> Thank
2: you for I'm that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, Thank you for 26. My birthday is the 25th. So if it had come oh, out on birthday. the 25th, Bobby would have just ignored me and, <laughs> you know, would have forgotten about my birthday. So I just have to throw in little reminders, you know, cause he's just constantly thinking about wrath, but yeah, it's all good.
0: I like that day before wrath. It's my birthday. I like that. Right?
1: Get <laughs> prepped. Yep. She is going to get a, 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 a brew fest amount. It's going to be a great present.
0: <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent.
1: What were some of the, the biggest hurdles that you and your team went through during pre-patch? Some are just one, whichever.
0: Oh, I would actually say the zombie plague is probably the biggest one. Uh, zombie plague and the Scourge invasion and their interaction. Uh, and partly it's because like, it's an old event, right. That was originally like the original Scourge invasion was actually in, I think 2005 or six, like, you know, it was part of like classic classic when Naxxramas first came out the first time there was the Scourge invasion and then they Mm -hmm. wanted to bring it back, but like juiced up for wrath of the Lich King. (laughs) And so they brought it back, but with this additional zombie plague element, and they knew, the designers at the time, I remember they were talking about it. We were talking in the hall and kind of laughing about it. They were like, this event is going to be super disruptive. And they were <laughs> kind of like, we don't think we're going to be allowed to run it the whole time that we have it planned for. I think they actually had it originally planned for two weeks and they knew they were going to have to cut it short. So they kind of like built it with little like traps and things to turn it off manually on live. <laughs> and so when we were reconstructing it, we're going through that old day. and I was like, okay, it's we're looking at like, we're trying to look at the 3.0 data and the 3.1 data, but we started with the 3.3.5 data for class balance. We're trying to stitch it all together. And uh, one of the things that that we got a little bit messed up was just a miscommunication, just because there's so many moving pieces and Mm -hmm. complexities with it, was the scourge invasion part of it, where the necropolis is attack and you can farm scourge stones and things like that. Uh, It's supposed to start Three days after the zombie plague in the data but we thought it was a week like there was just a mis- miscommunication the designer rebuilding it was like oh yeah it says three days and then we were putting the schedule and we we're like let's do it for a week and you know <laughs> just got our wires crossed and <laughs> we're not talking to each other as much as maybe we should but you know it's a it's always that that mad dash at the end as you're trying to like button up all the little things and you find little things but ultimately we're pretty happy with it like a couple extra days of farming scourge tones where it goes early is not going to really hurt anything. It's really in the player's advantage. And so we weren't really like bothered by it. It was mostly like, okay, we should make another pass on this as it's going out, make sure that we know what the rest of the steps are, Uh, including things like we launched new servers. We had to make sure it was spun up there. So I would say that's probably my favorite kind of complex challenge that we had was, you know, we have basically a live event running prior to the live event of launch and uh, try to make sure, yeah, keep an eye on that and make sure that it's working properly
1: it seemed like That's you awesome. guys had a had a, a lot of fun with it. i I loved the post where where someone was like, well, it surprised us too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that might've been the same one I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was funny. Cause like we talked to the designer who rebuilt and He's like, it wasn't a surprise to me. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. And we were like, we have the schedule. And he's like, I told you guys three days. And we were like, we told you a week. <laughs> but you know- it's, he, it's,
2: he knew what was going on.
0: And he totally did. I mean, that, that was the thing. It's like, right? Like it's uh, it wasn't really a blame thing. It was just like, well, what is the situation? How do we fix this now? What's the re- right, the best pa- path forward. And that's actually one of the things I really liked about working on this team is that everybody's like, it's not a blame game. It's always about like, what do we do now? What situation are we in? How do we solve the problem? And like, that one turned out to be easy. It was like, okay, well, what happened? I'm like, oh, it's triggered off of an in-game timer that runs three days after the other event started. Like, oh, do we want that? No, we don't still want that. Well, what do we want? Well, we want it to be controlled by a different time event. And that same designer was like, well, I can build it that way. Like, and so then we just pushed some hot fixes to fix it the way that we wanted it
2: to be. Nice.
1: So along with being the most challenging, was that your... Your favorite part of the uh pre-patch because mine personally was level 70 um specs with level 80 talents and just (laughs) no one really looked into that in the past it's just been a really neat you know trying something new go and and working on the, the dummy seeing what that changes like it's been really neat for me but what's your favorite
0: for me, I would say the favorite is the Death Knight. I would, it's always been a favorite class of mine. I remember even back in original vanilla, back in 2004 when I started playing. I guess I actually technically played in 2005. I didn't play at launch, but like right after <laughs> launch, I started playing, and I was playing. I played in beta too, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll but but the uh, but when I started playing for real, uh, I was I was like, oh man, I really wish I could be a Death Knight. Like I remembered them from Warcraft Three, and I was like, I wish there was a way to do that, but there isn't. So I'll do the closest thing I can think of, and I was an Undead Warrior. And I played that warrior until uh, I remember, like, there was, they were doing, like, uh, the designers were, like, trying to decide what to do for Wrath of the Lich King. They were like, we think we're going to add a new class this time. And we're trying to figure out which one it should be. And they had, like, three choices. And one of them was Death Knight. And I was like, why are there three choices? It's just Death <laughs> like, put me down for Death Knight. Absolutely Death Knight. If you make a Death Knight, I will switch mains. I will play Death Knight forever. And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was really excited to be able to play that like original model of the Death Knight that had those three different specs, where each spec could do like tanking and DPS, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you could tweak it however you wanted. So like you could make like uh, a a Blood Death Knight that was a tank, or a Frost Death Knight that was a tank, or an Unholy Death Knight that was a tank, or any of them DPS too, right? Like the the talents are built so that you can do it kind of however you want. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's awesome about Death Knight is there's not one specific like talent tree that you have to go down for the different class types. Oh and, yeah.
0: And for oh. modern Death Knights, it might be fun to remember that like the tanking presence was frost presence back then. You know, there's the specs yeah. and the presences, you know, that are like your like warrior stances. And yeah. frost presence was actually the tanking stance back then before they settled on making it blood in the future. So you would go like, oh yeah, even if you were a blood DK, you would tank and frost.
2: Yeah, I mean there was a, a lot. lot of things we did inaccurately in original Wrath <laughs> of the Lich King and Vanilla, you know, like <laughs> Different
1: from today anyway, but yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, So Joyous Journeys seems to have been just a success across the board. I've not heard anybody that says they don't like it. I mean, I've heard like maybe one or two people that, you know, but you can turn it off, you know. And Mm -hmm. so like, has this been like, have you guys thought about maybe making this a main, a mainstay going forward? Like. Halfway through Wrath, maybe just turning it back on. I don't know. Just curious.
0: We have talked about that. Like, even when we were first talking about putting it out, we said, like, the longer this is on, the more people are going to expect this to be kind of like the way things are. So we want to make sure we have a clear end date for when it's coming off so that people at least can plan for that. And it doesn't feel like, you know, such a, a big loss. Because anytime you give somebody something that, like, feels like a power increase, right, the longer they keep it, the more it feels like a loss to lose it. Uh, so we are planning to take it away with launch uh, on September 26th. Um, and and have people level, you know, 70 to 80, or, you know, up to 70 at the normal rate again. And part of that is because once we let you go into Northrend, uh, people are going to be able to earn heirlooms, which also accelerate the level up process. And so we aren't really sure how those two things are going to combine. Uh, so right now we're going to turn it off, let people go get their heirlooms and have that affect their level up experience. But we That's aren't ruling out point. the idea that we might redo this in the future. Like it definitely was something that encouraged a lot of people to come back and re-level alts Um, even like some people were really excited about the fresh start servers, but other people were like, I want to level an alt on my, you know, on my main server where I play all the time because I want a different class this time. And it gives them an opportunity to do that. And then as new people are coming in, it meant that there was this really healthy, vibrant, low level leveling up environment for people to play with each other. So we liked that aspect of it.
2: Yeah, it was crazy leveling up. I leveled up an alt. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with my alt, but I leveled it because that was fun and it was fast, but it was crazy to see how populated those, just all the zones were, you know, whereas before Joy's Journeys, I feel like if you were leveling an alt, you pretty much had the whole world to yourself. It felt like, except for the rogue, you know, there was always a rogue. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying there was always a rogue. You know, oh, you can yeah. always expect that rogue of the opposite rogue. faction. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's always an enemy
0: rogue. But yeah, always. I know what you mean. The uh, The thing I really like about it is, like, focusing everybody into one place at the same time. It's like, when we have Joyous Journeys, it's like, oh, this is like the signal. Like, level your alts. So then you're all together doing the same activity. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's really cool is when, when you have something that, like, pulls everybody together and you're all doing it together, then it really feels like an MMO. You're like, oh, there's actually other people around. And it feels good. Right.
1: Unless they take your your mob tags and then you're like, dang it.
0: (laughs) Invite them to a party. Or if they're in action, kill them.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, Well, since the introduction of the social contract, have you and your team seen an instant impact uh, that has given you better leverage for handling situations that in the past may have otherwise been unclear to the player based?
0: I don't know that that's necessarily for our team like we're working primarily on like the the game content and whatnot but we did make sure that we wanted to have that parody with uh modern world of warcraft because it does feel like an important thing in both games that you know it's, it's really about like like we were just talking about playing with other people and part of playing with other people is you know wanting to feel like you're in a friendly and welcoming environment that you you know are okay to be here and if people are you know being you know toxic or mean then that you know, like turns people away mm-hmm. and makes them feel like maybe this isn't a place i want to hang out so we really wanted to make sure that we were, you know, backing up that same statement, like classic is not a, you know, uh, uh, is is as is, as important to us in terms of its social ecosystem as modern mile is. And so we wanted to make sure that that social contract was something that we presented in both games.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You Would you like to take the next one, Mel?
2: Yeah, sure. So we play on Benediction. <laughs> I'm sure you guys love, but... We love all the (laughs) realms equally. Yes, we definitely had a very long queue when the pre patch initially came out, and then there, then the servers were locked. They took pretty swift action, which was great. Um, But we did hear a rumor that there was like a large bot ban, and then they couldn't make new characters on Benediction because the realm was locked. I was just wondering if there was any.
1: Yeah. Cause Truth the cues just instantly disappeared. We didn't know yeah. if it was maybe this rumor was true or how well, maybe your transfer system has been working.
0: I can't speak to that specific instant Cause I wasn't there like looking at like what happened at the moment you saw the cue disappear, but I can say that like all of those are factors. So we have been actually really pleased that the free transfers have been something that people are willing to take. And I think especially people who are like coming back, they don't already have like a deeply ingrained social infrastructure on Benediction. Like maybe they did a couple of years ago and now they're coming right. back and going like, well, I want to play with Wrath of the King, but you know, it's been a little while. I'm coming back. That's like, okay, well, we've got a place where you can play right now. Like you we'll, we'll take the transfer. And, you know, that's, that's something that we have uh, seen a lot more people than honestly we were expecting to. We kind of felt like this is the only tool we have, let's use it. <laughs> and we, we weren't honestly that optimistic about uh, how many people would want to take those transfers. But we were pleasantly surprised to see that it actually turned like Sulphurus was a pretty small realm into a very healthy, thriving realm to the point where we actually had to turn the transfers off to <laughs> Sulphurus because we wanted to make sure that it didn't become too big. Um, right. And so, yeah, not right now, like Sulphurus is like a huge success story of like we, ter- we let Benediction and Farilina all transfer there. And it actually became not just a healthy, like good population realm, but also it turned into a faction balanced realm. Uh, and so that was also something we were really pleasantly surprised to see. Uh, you yeah. I mean, also asked about bots, and yes, we are like uh, as always trying to action bots. And one of the kind of like nice things about the fact that like we locked character creation and transfers into Fairlina and Benediction and some of the other large realms is that if you were a bot and we did suspend you, you can't come back
2: because mm-hmm.
0: it's, just, yeah. it's locked for anybody coming back. So if you're suspended, you're gone for good at that point. And so, you know, it's, it's always a, a, a challenge for us to try to like make it uh, like expensive to be a botter, right? Like we right. Want keep, we're limiting their, the, what they can make in terms of money and, and increasing their costs. And like you can't make a new character at all. It's like increase your cost to infinity. So we love that. But, you know, yeah. obviously then we've got to go find them and kick them out as well. And that's something we're always doing. Yeah. So it's got a lot of factors.
1: I, th- I think it was I huge. I'm oh, uh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I, we all, we do also have like our server engineers are working on the back end to try to find little ways that they can optimize and improve things, too. It's often like not something you can make a huge slam dunk, but they're looking for every little bit that they can eke out so that they can raise the realm cap as much as possible without it kind of falling over. So they are working really hard to increase the capacity as well. It's just it's not a thing you can like turn on a dime for. They're like find a little win here and a little win there. And so that combination of all those things, people transferring, minor uh, optimizations, and improvements that we can keep making over the next couple of days and weeks and also the the continuing bot bands, all of those things contribute i th-
1: I think also it was huge, just the amount of communication you guys have done. it was huge to come out and for you guys to like put the record straight on how layers work because so many of us were just like, well why don't they just turn on more layers and we didn't under- oh, yeah. we didn't understand that only helps in like certain areas, and it just it doesn't actually make the full capacity of the of the server better, and we just right. didn't get that. You know,
0: oh, I, I totally know what you mean. It's it's even right there in the language that players use versus what we use. When you say like server, we say realm, and it's because like really like a server means like a piece of a hardware <laughs> sitting somewhere or uh, a piece of software running on that hardware doing things. And so, actually, a realm is composed of many servers, and like one of them is the chat server, and one of them is the auction house server, and one of them is the you know the the world server that simulates the world. And layering helps that world server simulation. So like, oh, the players that are moving around in a city or in a zone or in a dungeon, those are that world server. And layers helps with that. Um, the other things are things that we could also try to approach and, and fix as well. Uh, but they're all like additional long-term projects. And so we're always looking for like, what's the next bottleneck? What can we remove in terms of like being able to have a larger capacity? But you remove one bottleneck. And there's another one behind it. We're always like, what's the next bottleneck? Is it something we can fix today? Is it something we can fix tomorrow? Is it something we have to schedule out for the next couple months?
1: Yeah, I I just assume. I'm an ex-network and systems engineer, and I just always assumed you had a server farm, and most of the servers were now now, uh, virtual um, servers.
0: You're absolutely right. Uh, that's exactly how it is, uh, and they're trying to virtualize it even more. Uh, let, but yeah, you're right. At this point, they're they're running in the cloud, and they have you know virtualized you know VMs that are spun up to to handle various systems. But even still, as as I was saying, right, like there's you know you log on to your realm. You said benediction for you, yeah. right? Benediction isn't just one server running on that VM. It's like a bunch <laughs> of servers running on a bunch of VMs distributed throughout the cluster that are all sending messages back and forth to kind of keep track of what's going on. So yeah, right. a lot of times people will uh, kind of like jokingly say like, well, you know, why is this hamster wheel? And it's like, it's actually running on pretty, pretty beefy hardware. There's this, there's really a lot of technical challenges trying to keep all that data moving back and forth. And so that everything's up to
1: date. Yeah. Uh, when everybody talks about, we'll just have them um, up, upgrade their, their hard their hardware. And I don't think you can speak to this, but I assume the bottleneck is on the network side.
0: I can't speak to the details, but I will say that it is, that is part of the issue is it's not just a matter of like increasing the hardware. We do pay attention to like what the hardware that it's running on is. And our server team is, you know, paying attention to that making sure that they, you know, have the beefy servers running on, uh, on the best hardware that we have available to us and upgrading that hardware periodically over time. I can't speak again to any of the specifics of yeah, that. It is sure, an ongoing sure. process. And classic is no different than mainline or than modern WoW in that, in that respect, we both are running the modern network stack and the modern infrastructure.
1: Awesome, awesome. Got it. Uh, Have you felt good about, uh, I've heard, is this accurate? I've heard you've been locking Horde sometimes and or Alliance on certain servers to help with uh, PvP balance, uh, faction balance.
0: I'd love to talk about that. I can't remember exactly which way it was swaying, but Sulphurus was a perfect example of that where uh, I said that it was a pretty balanced realm. And when we stopped it, it was like, oh, it's about to be full, let's turn them off. And then we looked at it and we went, oh, my God, that faction balance is almost perfect. But (laughs) if we let a little more in from the low side, it would be completely perfect. And so even though it was good, we were like, we could let a few more. I think it was Alliance in at the time. And so we we said, like, this is what we're trying to do is we open up the floodgates for both factions initially. And then if we see it fill up and we say, like, oh, I think we could actually make it faction balanced if we left it one way or the other. Then we do so that we can kind of like stop it from hitting the absolute cap. While mm-hmm. by stopping the, the dominant faction and letting the other one catch up before it hits the absolute cap. And so that's working pretty well for us. And we're, like I said, very thrilled. Like we didn't expect to be able to have that much success with this in, in historically, it has not been that successful, but this time we're really getting a lot of, uh, a lot of leverage out of it.
1: That's awesome. Well, we give you a, a real thank you for trying this because I think that's a really good idea. And I really like it. So thank you.
0: I really have to shout out to the live ops team who's done this because they've done this for years. And it's one of the things that's been a, you know, a, a difficult and ongoing challenge for them that honestly, it's it's a endless job of managing health <laughs> It is very difficult. And they really stepped up to do what, you know, frankly is a, a kind of a pain in the butt
2: <laughs> yeah. to kind of keep
0: an eye on this all the time and monitor it as we go out into launch.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure it changes daily, right? It like- does,
0: yeah. They're monitoring it. Like, I think they have like alerts every hour to to check on, on uh, how things are doing and see if they need to make adjustments and they don't make adjustments that often, obviously, but that, you know, lets them know like, Oh, we think we're going to have to make an adjustment soon and things like that. Right. Uh, And so, yeah, they're paying really close attention right now. That's great.
1: That is great. Um, Do you want to do the next one, Mel? Let's keep giving you the hard ones.
2: Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Let me ask the spicy ones. No, I I know there's been a lot of controversy on random dungeon finder and everybody has their own opinions on whether it should and should not be in Wrath. Are you guys still happy with the decision not to implement it into Wrath? I think so. And I'll I'll reiterate that it's
0: not a universal decision, right? Like it's not a unanimous decision on the team. We we expected this kind of debate because we have it internally. There are people who say like, but I kind of like it. I really wish I could have it. And other people who say like, no, it's really the thing that we want to not have. Like, this is a defining feature for some people to not have it. And I think it's that importance to the people that don't want it, that really kind of like speaks out of it. They say like, uh, it it feels like it changes the game. You basically end up in a situation where you feel like you have to use it. Where like, instead of like finding your fifth friend, right? When you have a group that was regularly playing dungeons, that fifth friend drops off and you're like, oh, I guess I'll use the random dungeon finder to fill in the fifth slot. And then the fourth and fifth slot. <laughs> and then the third fourth and fifth slot and pretty soon you're playing with people you don't know anymore and like that's right. just your your way of doing it whereas if you don't have that like automatic fill-in you start doing that little bit of like extra legwork to like make a new friendship who is my fifth person now and like mm-hmm. if I if I like playing with someone like will I play with them again maybe I will because I don't want to have to you know search for them again tomorrow I'll make a friend with them or make a make a plan with them like hey do you want to come back tomorrow and do this dungeon again So we do think that that is important, especially on uh, Fresh Start Realms and things like that, where people are forming these new communities to get those conversations going. Because those conversations about, like, I want to do this dungeon together. I want to see you again tomorrow. um, You know, I I want to do this raid in a couple months. Right. Uh, Those are the things that people build guilds around. It's one of the things that makes new social circles. And we think that that is something that is really important to Classic and something that we're really happy to bring back.
1: Yeah, I always wanted random dungeon finder but i wanted it only server only you know what i mean like only on Indeed. my server
0: we've talked about that too actually like uh we, we talk about like where to go with this because there's some people will say i want it random but i want it only on my server and other people will say no but i want to be able to invite cross server because my friends had to take a transfer and so there's always like uh an argument for each little thing to be taken mm-hmm. out and so we're we're hesitant to make any of those moves because any one of them might be the, the floodgates that lets all of them through. And so we're really right. nervous about going too far. But I should emphasize, we did improve the looking for group tool. Uh, if you were playing in Burning Crusade Classic and you used the looking for group tool, we are making improvements to make it a little bit more like the modern looking for group tool. It's not automatic. It's a bulletin board system where you list your group you know, and say, like, I want to do this dungeon or these dungeons. You can list up to three, I think, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and list your group. Or you can list yourself as an individual so people putting groups together can find you as an individual. And yeah, so we do want using that it. to be something that is there so that you don't have to try to parse through a bunch of text chat. Uh, because <laughs> especially with the realms getting as big as they are, the text chat was getting so spammy, you basically needed an add-on to manage it anyway. So we mm-hmm. said, let's make a persistent bulletin board system. This is This is really what the game needs.
1: Yeah. The only thing that weirds me out is being able to pick tank and stuff when you can't take, when your class can't take and stuff like that. But I'm sure that's (laughs) stuff you guys are looking into.
2: Can't or uh, maybe shouldn't. (laughs) My discipline priest is a wonderful tank. I'm just going to let you know that. I guess that that. is
1: true. I, cause I did tank the first boss in Mount Hyjal on my rogue on accident the other day, the entire boss, the entire fight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it happens. And so uh, we, We were a little bit we talked about this a little bit and it was a little bit tongue in cheek and then we decided to go ahead with it. And we, I think if I remember right, I think right now it is displaying them as like not recommended for your class. Uh, And the idea there was, you know, like maybe you want to communicate that you're actually willing to switch to an alt. Or maybe you want to communicate that like, no, I really think I could do it. My pet can take this dungeon, right? Like your pet can take this dungeon hunter. Like, you know, maybe you can, I don't know. I don't want to tell you how to play the game. Or, you know, like maybe we have a shortage of tanks or healers. And so you're like, I think I could actually fill in. I'm willing to do it. I I don't think this is a good idea either. I shouldn't come as DPS, but if you want me to tank with my pet, I'll do it. You know, who knows? So we didn't want to like put handcuffs on people and say, you can't tell people what you want to do, Uh, but we do want to make sure that people kind of are recommended. Like, yeah, this is unusual. Uh, and I think you know it's it's kind of one of those things people are poking fun at us for, but we wanted to try it for a little while and see how it goes. Uh, see, we may know, change that in the future, but but yeah, for now we want to leave the, the leave the option open.
1: Well, Brad, I only have you for just a short couple more moments, and I can't decide between these next two questions. Yeah, it's about the eye the eye the eye level suggested changes in Old War. Oh. And the other one is about the the badges being given for quests that phase you in Northrend. Which one okay. sounds better?
0: I'm gonna try to combine them. Okay. Uh, so one of the things that we liked about uh, doing the the quest reward ad- adjustment was we wanted to make sure that people felt like they were incentivized to like finish those zone cap requests because a lot of them would like control what phase you're in. And it's uh, the thing that's kind of cool about phasing is that it lets you tell these really immersive stories, it's it's really cool when you get like split across phases, like one person in your group is in one phase and the other person's in the other one. So we wanted to kind of encourage people to like get to the end, get that zone cap request and give you like an emblem uh, off of it so that you feel like, oh, yeah, you know, if I'm leveling an alt, I still feel like this is a worthwhile use of my time. I'm not going to like leave that alt parked in, you know, the beginning phase for the whole expansion. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, like, going forward into, like, the later raids, we were talking about, like, hey, as you level up and you go through all these various uh, uh, difficulties of the raid, your gear gets better and better and better. And eventually there's this uh, this this feeling like, you know, I uh, especially like going from Old Water to Rall of the Crusader, we feel like is the place where there's the biggest friction point
1: Mm -hmm. Um, where I am with you. Like, I loved this idea. I had this idea about six weeks prior to you guys talking about it.
0: And so, yeah, we've been talking about like that, that acceleration, right? Like they were, they were at the time trying to figure out like what the right answer was and they tried something and we looked back on it and said like, "Eh, it didn't really feel great to have it like completely obsolete Elduar. And so we're talking about like, we talk about like, uh, I don't remember what the latest version that we mentioned was, but I think uh, the first thing we might've said in one of the chats was maybe we'll lower the item level of trial of the crusader. And then people were like, oh, I don't like that. I want the power that had. And we're like, (laughs) what if we raised Elduar? And so I think that's where we're thinking right now is maybe we'll buff War a little bit and then maybe combine that with something like the pre-nerf versions of War, which are like the one pre-nerf version that maybe would make sense to do. Uh, we originally said we were unlikely to do pre-nerf versions of the uh, Wrath of the Lich King raids, but people pointed out like War actually had some pre-nerf stuff that you could actually do. So we may actually revisit that. And if we bring back the harder version of War, maybe it makes sense that it gives you a little bit better gear.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're
0: we're excited. We're not we're not committed to that yet, but it's something that we're exploring, and we would love to hear some feedback on it.
1: Yeah, well I I, I hope you do because like I wanted either of the options you guys both put out. I, I mentioned both of them on the show, and it just for some reason, I don't know why, it just always felt bad for me to go from older to to TOC and just be like, I did all that work at old in older and now the gear looks so much so much worse compared to TOC. And I just I think it's a good idea to have, you know, uh, relevant gear from at least the tier prior. So thank you I for totally thinking you. about it. All right, Brian, we we are out of time, but man, thank you so much for for joining us. I hope we get to do it again soon.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show.
1: Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys. We'll, we'll see you later.